Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, let's just get to this. I know Robbins is ready to tee off. You're saying that COVID came out of a lab? Oh, jeez. Yeah, now you have another U.S. agency. Now that's two that have uh, said, yeah, we believe that it's more likely than not that the coronavirus came out of that little lab that was, you know, studying coronaviruses in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported it over the weekend. The Department of Energy uh, is the one. Now, everybody's qualifying it with, well, low confidence. Well, that's really just a tag that says, well, we don't have the smoking gun, but this seems to be the most likely scenario that yes, it came out of this Yes, we believe this. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it didn't come out of a wet market, nothing like that. There was no bat soup. There was no tainted pangolin or whatever <laughs> that... That led to this global outbreak. They think it came out of that lab. They're joining the FBI in saying that. And then also, I mean, uh, British intelligence is saying that. There are European, other European countries that are saying, yeah, probably came out of that lab. I mean, if you're right now reacting to this, saying, I thought we already knew that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did. Yeah, we did. From several sources. Yeah. But it's never been put out there to the American media quite like this. Right. Um so National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. This guy. I saw yeah. this. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was on CNN, mm-hmm. and he was asked, what do you make of this report now that the Department of Energy has come to this conclusion? Okay. Here's what I can tell you. President Biden has directed repeatedly uh, every element of our intelligence community to put effort and resources behind getting to the bottom of this question. And one of the things in that Wall Street Journal report, mm-hmm. uh, which I can't confirm or deny, but I will say the reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, yeah. be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool oh, at God. use uh, to go. be able to figure out what happened here. And if we every tool, did he ever tell Fauci, hey, I really want to know the truth of this? Right. Did he ever say to Fauci, hey, remember when all those letters came in from all of these highly qualified scientists that said there's no way that this came from a wet market and you downplayed it and you came up with a plan with the National Institutes of Health Director to squash that in a hurry? Did you talk to him about that, Joe? I bet not. Give me a break, Jake. And if we gain any further insider information, uh-huh. we will share it with Congress sure you will. and we will share it with the American people. But right now, there is not a definitive answer that has emerged from the intelligence community on this question. The White House cooperated with big tech to suppress the message. You couldn't even bring it up or talk about it as a possibility. Yeah. You were shouted down. Racist. You were racist. Yes, you were xenophobic. You were racist. You're live. You were putting lives in danger. (laughs) I don't know how many times that I got notes from people like, you're responsible for 92 gazillion deaths because of your COVID, you know. Right. Yeah, it was something, man, the American media. And the only thing anybody ever tried to say is, have you considered this as a possibility? You couldn't even talk about it. Couldn't even talk about it. Well, especially after the emails came out. No, you couldn't talk about it. What you saw between Fauci and these other people. Right. And then there's video 
that you see on some newscast of some black dude just punching an Asian woman out of nowhere and see this is it. It's the anti-Asian hate the right is bringing on because of this lab leak theory. Yeah. What? Well, they got, You're they got, out of your mind. The other thing that never made any sense to me was that this lab leak theory is supposed to be super racist. Like, yeah, there was an accident at a highly sophisticated scientific research institution and that led to the pandemic that is apparently racist the non-racist retort is don't you know those people eat bats that's that's never made sense to me no no you're no you're right you brought that up before you're it is. absolutely 100 percent right and it and is. again would you i i mean i want to hear the clip today again why do you call it the china virus <laughs> Because it comes from China. China. That's what Trump said back to him. China. Because it did. I know. Yes. So, David, do you have a montage for us? Yeah. Well, about a year and a half ago, as more and more people were starting to at least take this idea a little bit seriously, you know, new president and all, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Elliott with Gravian put together a cool montage of media members explaining why they didn't like the lab leak theory to begin with. And it's, well, it's because Trump. Trump gave us every reason to doubt it. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't possibly even raise this this idea without becoming some kind of a crazy, wacky Trumper. Uh, we were dealing with the circus and P.T. Barnum. It sounded more like a political deflection. That made this instantly political. Everything was so politicized. And loudest advocate for something is a race-baiting liar who lies all the time and has done things to contribute to, for example, the rise in hate crimes, you can understand why people don't want to get near that. So what you're saying is you're incapable of doing your jobs. Right. You can't critically think about an issue. No. You can't take in information and decipher for yourself like most of the American people can do. It's actually even worse than that, though. What they said, what they're admitting to, is that their feelings were hurt so bad by Donald Trump that they were more than willing to spread Chinese Communist Party propaganda, unchallenged. That's yes. what they did. Absolutely. Rand Paul's got a new bumper sticker that he just, that he just put out. I was, I was for exposing Fauci before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> now all the cool kids are doing it, yep. see? You know, and I don't know if a lot of people think of this as good news, but I think there is a great positive that has come out of this. We can't trust these people. You're absolutely right. And I think that's been going on for a long time. I don't know if that's a good thing, though. I don't think it's a good thing. But it's been going on for a long time. Oh, I agree with you. So it's good to know what the truth is. They can't be trusted. But are you ever going to believe anything from the CDC ever again? Uh, I don't want to say never. I'm going to have a hard Uh, time with that. But it's... Yeah, you're going to be suspicious, and you're going to want to know the information for yourself before you just take it as gospel. This was so many people working in concert with each other, too. It's really remarkable. Absolutely. That it was kept under wraps this long. Well, again, man, a lot of people already knew this. It wasn't new news. It's just new to the American media. Well, now you're free to say it again. Yeah. (laughs) So more on that a little bit later. Um Okay, you have a clip of Joe Biden, David, but I'm not sure what reference this is. Well, uh, Joe Biden was asked if he's running for re-election. It was on ABC News. Apparently, he's got to consult the old uh, Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill. Yeah. Oh, really? Roll it. Well, apparently, someone interviewed my wife today, I heard. 
I heard that too just before I came in. I got to call her and find out. No, all kidding aside. Uh, my intention is from, hasn't been, been from the beginning to run, but there's too many. Other- okay, quick question. Sorry. <laughs> all kidding aside, not, you know, Joe, okay, kidding. Has he ever done that once where it was funny? <laughs> nope. Okay. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Because it's too believable, Joe. Right. You don't know where you are most of the time. Uh, am I running again? That that seems within the realm of possibility that you would have to get confirmation from the doctor. But there's too many other things I have to finish in the near term before I start a campaign. Well, let me ask you. You brought up your wife, uh, the first lady, Jill Biden, obviously, traveling doctor, in Kenya. Doctor, doctor. She was asked just today, is all that's left at this point simply setting a time and a place for the announcement? And she said, pretty much. <laughs> Do you agree with your wife's assessment? Say God love her. Yeah. Look, I, I, I meant what I said. I've got other things to finish before I get into a full-blown campaign. Okay. So <laughs> he's going to run. Well, he's got more things to wreck before he makes that decision. Right. Okay. Now, this is just getting into mind reading and theories. But I think all of us have thought that the powers that be in the Democratic Party have tried to tell Joe, dude, it's time to step aside. I don't know if that's in play anymore. Well, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's still got the Hunter Biden thing dangling out there. He's still got the, mm-hmm. that might have been a poor choice of words, given some of the photos on the laptop. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. got the Hunter Biden thing out there. Uh, you got the classified documents thing out there. I think they've been giving him the warnings whoever it is that's trying to nudge him out the door and say, hey, let's welcome in a new generation. But I think uh, he and his horrible wife are are not going to go quietly. wonder how this is going to play, man. Because we've talked about before, you can't put Kamala in there. Mm-mm. That's not an option. The Democrats know that you can't win. No. And it's an absolute disaster if they just boot him from the presidency and make her president. That's no good either. So how are they going to maneuver to get someone they want? And I'm not even sure who they want anymore. For a while, I was thinking maybe they want Newsom out of California. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? We'll see. It'll play out. Um, let's get to Woody Harrelson. He ruffled some feathers. You know he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Oh, he's always been an anti-vaxxer. But they're saying he went full anti-vaxxer. I watched this monologue, and I thought he was stoned to the bone when the whole thing Probably started. Was. And that was like his whole bit was like smoking weed. Okay, what's this from? Uh, so this was the monologue. Um, and apparently, well, he gave a shot at the, uh, or took a shot, rather, at the pandemic response. Uh, he, the setup was this, is that he got this terrible movie script uh, delivered to him. I guess somebody wanted him to be in this movie, and he said, well, it's totally unbelievable because, well, uh, he'll just lay it out. Okay, roll it. So the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs (laughs) and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? (laughs) Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Apparently so. He's talking about the vaccine. Oh, they went nuts. He's saying, what? It's the drug companies and Pfizer. And they're the drug cartels? 
He just lost his mind. You know, Rolling Stone magazine came out and blasted him right away about misinformation on national television. Oh. And... Whoa, 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 whoa. Life. I thought the libs had a great sense of humor. Yeah. What happened? They are the most humorless bunch of idiots in America. No doubt, no Seriously. question about that. None. That might have been the funniest thing Woody Harrelson's done since White Men Can't Jump. Come on, man. Could that movie get made today? No. I like Zombieland. I'm not even forgetting that. But I mean White Men Can't Jump. Could it get made today? That's the way guys still talk on the court. Oh, I know. Okay. Senator Tim Scott. He's a black man, you know. He laid it down over the weekend. Next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I just love this headline. Senator Tim Scott. The left is trying to sell a drug of victimhood and a narcotic of despair. Nice. Yeah. Yes, it looks like he's going to run for president, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think he probably will. Think he's got a shot? No, I don't. I think he's got a good chance at a, at a vice president uh, slot. They're That's exactly a very, what I was very good, say. good shot. Yep. But, man, I mean, again, we don't even know if Ron DeSantis is really going to run for president. It certainly seems like he will. Right. But as it stands right now, and things can always change, but as it stands right now, it's DeSantis versus Trump if DeSantis decides to run. Those, those, are, the, those are really the only two candidates in play. Again, it could change, but that's just what it seems like. It would be interesting if he is picked, like you said, as a vice presidential candidate. Because what does legacy media do with him being a black man? I mean, they've ignored him in the past Mm -hmm. when he came up with the bill after George Floyd. They'll accuse him of being a soulless sellout. Oh, yeah. They'll Uncle Tom him. Absolutely. They always do this. This is what they do. But it seems, at least from the polling, as time goes on and on and on, you know who's not buying into that? Black men. Well... Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the 2020 primary uh, for the Democratic nomination, you kept hearing over and over again, the most diverse field of candidates in American history over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And overwhelmingly, when you looked at the polling, African-Americans were lining up behind the old white guy, Joe Biden. Yes. But this sort of misnaming, I think, works with the suburban white women. How so? They buy into the fact that he's no more than a Uncle Tom. Wow. <laughs> Based on what? Based on what they hear and what they well, watch. I, I wonder if they actually hear him speak. This is part of him talking, and this is where the headline came from yesterday, what he was talking about. Roll it. We have to be able to contrast between why we are a great country and why the left wants us to talk about grievance. The fact is that the left is trying to sell a drug of victimhood and the narcotic of despair. The truth is that we have so much to celebrate, and yet today, in many parts of the country, you feel like you're in quicksand. That's really true. And he's really good at describing what he means and pointing out the obvious results of where the left has gotten so many uh, people of color over the last 20 years and beyond. Because it's not uh, Republican white people that are running those towns. 
I think no. most people understand that, that look at it critically. But, I mean, you know what the woke is trying to do. They're trying to take away merit and group everyone together and equity. Everyone gets the same outcome. I mean, that's not how you're going to bring people out of poverty. It's just not. It's the utopia they want. I guess. Man. Uh, on a lighter note, um, we briefly mentioned this, but this is a crazy stat to me, that 42% of adults never went on vacation as a kid. And then they go through and they say, okay, for those that have been on a vacation, here is a trip that's considered a must-do trip for everybody. Like, here's something you got to do before you die. And there's a list of 10 things, and I've done maybe two. So I'll just bring it out and see if you agree okay. that casino hopping in Vegas is a must-do trip for everyone. No, not me. I don't care. I don't, I don't want to go to casinos. I'm not a casino guy. I'm not either. That, that would not be one of my top 10 no. vacations. I mean, you want to go to Vegas, there's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, right. Have. I don't mind going to Vegas. I'm just saying... You know, in terms of casino hopping, I can't see myself doing that. That's that was the part that really. I hate there. losing money. Yeah, touring the White House and other monuments in Washington D.C. Forty-five percent of people said that. I've done that. And would you say that's a must-do for everybody? I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about now, but then it was okay. Okay. Seeing the Grand Canyon. Never have. I, I have. And it's 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 a big hole in the ground. That's for sure. Is it a must-do? If you like outdoor stuff, and I, I do, then yeah, it is a must-see. I've heard mixed on that. Some people are like, you can't believe how small you'll feel. Yeah. Other people are like, yeah, I mean, you've kind of seen it on TV before. And then what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's different if you're planning on a yeah. hiking trip, something like that around there. And then they're seeing Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Saw that. Yep, I agree. Must-do. Mm -hmm. That is a must-do. It really is. See, I've heard other people say, it's kind of cool. But then what? Yeah, I You know. see it. It's just cool to look at it. Okay. Yeah, I had the plan to do it, but a blizzard actually kind of waylaid some or uh, brought down the time frame of a road trip I was doing, so I didn't get a chance to turn off the highway. Well, one of the things that's on here that I have done is Times Square in New York City. Yeah. It's all right. It <laughs> must do. A lot of energy there, man. That takes a lot of energy to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like... How simple am I when I'm thinking beach, body surfing, <laughs> fun? Do that. That's fun to me. Okay. There's a lot we got to get to. Oh, Ted Cruz torching the Washington Post. You want to hear this next. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So you're saying that it's likely that the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab, huh? No. <laughs> no hey, 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 hey. It's okay to say it now. You don't need to scream and yeah. freak out. Yeah, the Department of Energy, which oversees uh, laboratory research institutions here in the United States, was tasked with looking into... Uh, the idea that the coronavirus uh, came out of that lab in Wuhan, and they said, yeah, probably. By the way, when we started to learn all the different factors that went into this, 
and you'd find out another anecdote and another. And it looked more and more like, holy smokes, this really did come from that lab. And you would try to have that conversation with people. And you'd get the rolling of eyes and, oh, my gosh, you believe all of that propaganda? Yeah. Yeah, you're just trying to go off of facts of what you know to be true. That's it. And I saw this at Daily Wire. Ted Cruz had some fun with this because he responded to a tweet from who's that dude, the fact checker from the Washington Post, oh, Lynn Kessler? Lynn Kessler, yeah. Oh, Kessler, yeah. Um, Kessler in 2020, it was May, said it was doubtful that the pandemic originated from a lab leak based on what i mean seriously <laughs> based talking, on what a hunch talk, the talking points that he was getting it's just from the time i'm from gonna write Fauci. a column i'm absolutely sure it didn't come <laughs> based on what you dope and so you know cruz responded to that saying you know uh, listen putting all this together this video, as far as the research that was trying to back up Kessler at the time, mm -hmm. um, said if this reporter submitted this video in a freshman logic class, it wouldn't receive a passing grade. Like, oh. Probably true. And so Kessler responded to Cruz at the time saying, I fear Ted Cruz missed the scientific animation in the video that shows how it is virtually impossible for this virus jump from the lab. Or the many interviews was with actual scientists. We deal in facts, and viewers can judge for themselves. See, said Kessler. Go. So matter of fact, isn't he? So spot on. Got information none of us have besides him. I mean, because the conversation, especially if you go back to May of 2020, could very easily be, well, it might have come from that lab. It might have been, you know, from nature. Might have been from a wet market. The reality is, we just don't know. The the striking thing to me is how many people were absolutely sure that it came from nature, that it was this natural thing that somehow made the jump into humans, even though they also didn't really have any evidence to back that up either. No. But they politically wanted to be right. Oh, yeah. Everybody was afraid of offending China because of the money. Well, not only that, ties. they just didn't want Trump to be right. Well, they really didn't. That's a solid point as well, yes. So after this Wall Street Journal report comes out, Ted Cruz goes back to that tweet and says, four clowns for Glenn. Little clown emoji. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Ted's not going to forget that. Um, and I guess then the special advisor for communications for Ted Cruz then also took a shot at Kessler online over this new report, calling it Kessler's all caps, biggest miss ever. Well, yeah. So you're going to have some people scoreboarding. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And they should. Well, you know what they're doing now? The people who uh, were like, no, idiot, it didn't come out of that lab, are now saying, well, we just, we were saying it wasn't part of bioweapons research, which that's that was the mainstream claim. Which isn't we even true. We don't know that either. Well, that's, well, one, that's massively rewriting history. Yes, it is. Because, no, there wasn't an automatic conflation of the two things. The other thing is, of course, the Chinese military was involved in some of the research. Our military is involved in the same damn stuff. Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean... But they don't admit that. Right. Does, does that mean the coronavirus itself was a bioweapon? 
uh, probably not. It doesn't seem to be effective enough to be a bioweapon uh, bio or controllable enough. But, I mean, to, to outright say that it had nothing to do with any sort of bioweapons research is just naive to me. Absolutely, because we know that there was research being done by the Chinese military in the Wuhan lab. Mm -hmm. It may not be <laughs> this particular virus, but research was being done there. We know that. Yeah. So to say, well, rule that out, you, you're still talking out of your butt. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. It, it's just frustrating. Yeah, the tentacles are very deep because we didn't want to take the hit for it, although we knew we were funneling money to them for this exact research. Yes. Well, we couldn't admit that because that looks really bad. So well, let's blame it on pangolas. And then what the left does so well is once you're caught, you just change what the meaning of a word is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did as far as the research goes. Well, by my estimation, that's not, that's not the type of research that you're describing because we changed the definition. Yeah, we were funding gain, but never gain of function. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, it's different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay, so more on that a little bit later. I know we're looking at all sorts of stuff out there today. Maybe not the biggest story, but it got your attention. David, today, what's your story? It's a short one. I love this story, though. So a bunch of snow was dumped on Oregon last week. One guy tried to do something clever, but failed miserably. This is in Cornelius. Someone tried to de-ice their gutters. You know, you don't, you don't want the roof damage. You don't want anything. You want to protect your right, gutters, sure. right? Yeah. Yes. So he used a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course... <laughs> Hey, of course, the roof <laughs> caught on fire. My kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the firefighters were saying, hey, not a ton of damage to the house, but, uh, <laughs> hey, don't use an open flame to get rid of ice and snow, especially <laughs> on top, especially when you know it's sitting on top of combustible material. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that really, I love it because it just, it, I can, off the top of my head, I know four people I'm related to who would try the same thing. <laughs> That's the thing, man. That's the thing. All right, Scott, what's your story today? Uh, mine's rather short as well, but uh, here we go. This one caught my attention. And I'll mention you on this one too, Jamie, because if you live on or next to a golf course, what's going to happen? Your house is probably going to get hit by golf balls occasionally. You've played <laughs> courses where that's happened with some regularity. I've hit a few houses in my day. That's how it works. However, one Massachusetts couple that lives on a golf course is suing the golf club. The ones who own the golf course because their house keeps getting hit with golf balls. Damn it, we are tired of this. <laughs> Seriously. According to the Wall Street Journal, Eric and Athena Tensker have filed a lawsuit. Now, they've been living there a year and having golf balls bounce off their house. Had no idea this was going to happen when they moved in. Are you insane? <laughs> It's like the person who buys like a house five feet from a, a, a river and it floods them out. <laughs> but you know, and they go back and they build again. And they guess what? It happens again. Why are you yelling? It's the old Sam Kennison. Move where the food is. <laughs> if you live in a desert. If you live in a desert. Yes. If you buy a house right on a golf course, it's probably going to get hit with golf balls. The other thing, I did see this story. Where the house is, it's not like a straight line of houses. Okay, right. so if you can picture there's, you know, it's, it kind of curls around and then there's one house that sticks out more than the others. And it's where, if you understand, cutting off a dog leg. So if it's a sharp turn left, 
if you hit driver like over that, you'll end up in the fairway. But if you hook it at all, it's going into that house. <laughs> Not to mention if you really like snipe hook it like I'll do occasionally or just completely flare one out, yeah, it's no good. And, yes, you're responsible <laughs> if you're the one that hits the house and does damage as the golfer. And they'll post signs like that. Right. I saw that they got pelted like 4,000 times in a season <laughs> where they, they wouldn't let their kids out to play. Like, we had no idea. Well, I don't know what to say to that, exactly. man. You know, who's <laughs> out front should have told you, man, you're going to get pelted here. This is a golf course I remember they built around a house because the guy wouldn't sell it. Really? Yeah, so it's like his driveway was like through like... Oh, like, man. Like fairway on the... So end. now he's just a hazard? And the ball's bouncing off the house all the time, but he wouldn't sell it. They, they, they tried him in a domain. Apparently it failed. And everybody else sold their homes to make the golf course. He didn't, so they just build it around it. Wow. At that point. Well, I mean, you'll see pros hit them out of bounds. Oh, yeah, all the time. You get a 21 handicap hack out there, right. I mean, you're going to have balls bouncing all over. That's just, I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> uh, for my story today, I saw this out of Daily Wire. Um, there's a Christian high school that withdrew from a state tournament instead of competing against the team with the trans player. So I bring this up to say, did they handle it the right way? So you got a girls team in Vermont, state's playoff tournament. They, on Tuesday, said, we're not going to play. They've got a biological male on the roster. We're just not going to do it. So there you go. Good. So we believe uh, playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. That's what the head of school said. Allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. Now, the assistant executive director for the Vermont Principals Association confirmed to a local publication that, in fact, the school had withdrawn, saying, I have received calls from schools asking for best practices and how to go forward, knowing they were going to play a team with a transgender female on it. We just supported our stance and our best practices through our inclusivity statement. So they're going to, you know, keep rolling ahead. Best practices. I like that. Yes. So is that the best way to handle the situation, in your opinion, for the school to just withdraw and say, no, we're not going well, to play? I hate to see that because the yeah. girls, in this case, had worked very hard to get to that point. That's what they said. But I completely understand. Yes. You know, the unfairness of it all. Well, the school said despite its small size, its sports teams have excelled wonderfully in the region with many winning seasons, continues to provide an academic program that significantly outperforms its public school counterparts in the state. You know, based on SAT, but they thought it was the right thing to do. And as far as people, you know, as far as comments go, there were a lot of people that had said they did feel bad, like you said, Scott, for the girls, but yeah. that, that was absolutely the right thing to do, is just to not stand. play along yeah. with the reindeer games. It's interesting you say that because this weekend there was a local uh, sportscast I saw was involved in a state girls wrestling tournament. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how long before this happens? Where some guy comes along and says, I'm, I'm a girl, and I'm going to wrestle the girl. It already it's happened. already happening somewhere. It yeah. has happened already? Okay, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. But that's ridiculous. Yes, it is. But that's where we're at. Jeez. Man. But, I mean, if the thing is, if you had enough schools take the stand, we're not going to do this, yeah. there's a better chance of it finally ending. Yeah. Because but, it's crazy. I mean, that's the difference, though, between a private institution and a public yes. one. Because a public one, there's a lot of money on the line. 
that would potentially have serious impacts on the athletics program in general. Yes. I mean, yeah, because you get these idiot woke governors well, who... And Joe Biden. I mean, the, the Biden administration sure. would sue that school as quick as possible. Well, I, I, I just, it will happen at some point yeah, in time where a coach, at the very least, will say, I, I'm not bringing my team out there, mm-hmm. even at a public school. And they'll lose their job, but they'll do it because they thought it was the right thing to do. And I would agree with them. I mean, I remember when Title IX came along. I mean, it was like, this is great because the girls get to compete like the boys, mm-hmm. you know. And now we're living this upside-down world where if a guy wants to play against the girls, he can by saying he's a girl. And I don't know as far as the transgender player in this case, but say my son's school, you take their best player, male, that would identify as a female and play on the girls' team? Holy smokes, dude! It would be an absolute freaking joke! It, It's crazy. I don't know why we just can't all agree on it. Seems like an agreeable thing. Oh, man. I know, I know. Because people get more and more brainwashed all the time. Just got to keep fighting it. Okay, I can't wait to get to this story. A new electric truck is not good for the environment. How is that? Get to that much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Electric truck, all right. What do you mean not good for the environment? How is this? Well, the electric vehicle from Ford, the one that was promoted by, well, one Joe Biden, actually. Yes. He likes that that Ford truck. Yeah. Uh, Because it's good for the environment, right? Oh, actually, it's not. Uh, Bloomberg had this report about how there is a lawsuit going on because the aluminum is made and well the 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 uh the i guess minerals that are used to make aluminum are mined out of south america and there's actually a class action lawsuit because well the mining operation has resulted in toxic mud uh water runoff from the production facility has uh caused cancer premature births deaths things i mean it's just awful what's happened down there well, you have slave labor making the batteries for these things. That's yeah. okay. Now you got a problem with the aluminum? Get over yourselves. <laughs> I mean, the hypocrisy there. Oh, yeah. We don't mind that we have child labor, uh, you know, in all parts of the world going to mine for the materials for the batteries for electric vehicles. We just turn a blind eye to that. But now we know about the aluminum. Mm-hmm. Problematic. <laughs> Talked about it before. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not clean. It's not good for the environment. No. You know, no, it's not. I mean, I realize we evolve and we have all these things now. Technology takes over this, blah blah blah, this and that. But I can envision a day I won't be around to see it, but where your great grandkids will be back to riding stagecoaches again. <laughs> I can't do that because uh, horses poop and fart, and that puts carbon into the air. Well, maybe we'll breed a fartless horse. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, you'd have law enforcement on those horses whipping people <laughs> right. at every corner. That's right. Couldn't couldn't that. whip, you couldn't whip the horses either. There you go. Right. Lighter note, seven things that are turn-ons or turn-offs. Just rank them fast. You ready? Yeah, let's Is it go, a turn-on? Right. Tattoo. No. 
Not for me. See, I, I, I would say it depends. It depends on the person. What is the tattoo and where is it? Mm-hmm. It could be. It has a possibility. Yeah. That's all I would say. But, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Okay. Uh, somebody that's really funny. Yes. Yeah, I like that. 98% of people said that's turn on. Yeah, big time. Okay. When someone's super talkative. Both of you already said no with your eyes. No. Yeah, that depends, man. 62% it's a turn on. I'm surprised. Um, loud talking. No. Turn no. Off. That is a 94% turn off. That's higher than anything else. Wow. The loud talking people can't take. Someone's jealous really easy. No good. No. 79%. Bad, bad, bad. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, I don't know if you want to do flashback audio first, if you want to talk about this Democrat. He says he's not surprised that COVID came from a lab. uh, Let's start with uh, the Democrat, I think. Okay. Uh, And then go to the Wayback Machine here. Uh, So the Wall Street Journal reports that another U.S. agency thinks the coronavirus came out of that lab in Wuhan. They say no confidence, which basically means we didn't find the smoking gun, but pretty sure it came from that lab. And the Uh, FBI had said medium confidence, but we also think it came from the lab. Yeah. Uh, Several foreign intelligence agencies also join in that assessment and has been pointed out now in terms of the Department of Energy, which oversees the uh, lot of research uh, facilities in the United States. Last year, there was another lab within the United States that said kind of the same thing. Yeah, we think this was a lab accident. That um, sounds xenophobic. So now that's that's actually so it's actually two separate assessments yeah. from within the Department of Energy that have said, yeah, we're pretty sure it came out of that lab in Wuhan. All right, mm-hmm. it didn't come from someone eating bat soup or a tainted pangolin or anything like that. You don't know that. Yeah. Now no, we were told that it was a dangerous, racist conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's racist to think it came out of a research facility. Obviously, it's because Chinese people eat bats. They do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing the ouchy voice until this is over. Uh, Here's Democrat Representative Seth Moulton, who was asked about it on CNN. Okay. I mean, look, I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, The Chinese have mishandled COVID at every step of the way, uh, trying to sweep it under the rug, uh, trying to try a strategy of zero COVID that utterly failed. So for it to come out uh, that the whole thing started because of mismanagement, I mean, look, we need to see whether this is true. But if it is, I don't find it surprising at all. Yeah, now it's like, well, duh. I mean, everybody knew this. These guys. And I guess that is sort of the strategy. Yeah. We're going to just start talking like everyone has amnesia. Yes. They forgot what happened in 2020 and 2021. We're yeah. just going to talk now like no one remembers well, what we gonna, said before. It's going to be this show and a handful of others that are going to remind people. Outside of that, it has been swept under the rug. That's yeah. true. 
Uh, so now we go in the Wayback Machine. Here we go. The day was February 9th, 2020. Okay. Uh, we had not started the lockdowns in America just yet, but, you know, people were on alert wondering about the coronavirus. And Republican Senator Tom Cotton had said, hey, I think this may have come out of this lab. I mean, it just, it's just very odd that we would be talking about a pandemic or the potential at the time for a pandemic starting in Wuhan, where there happens to be this research institution that does involve the Chinese military, because everything involves the Chinese military there. Not only that, there had been mishaps at that lab before. Right. It, it sort of seems like, you know, you could put two and two together and, and say it probably came out of that lab. Well, on Face the Nation... Moderator Margaret Brennan had the Chinese ambassador to the United States, representative of the Chinese government. And she asked him about this outlandish theory that this, this came out of some lab in Wuhan, right? I, who thinks that? Because it also gets at, there's a lot of unknown and a lot of suspicion because of that. And in fact, this week... Uh, Senator Tom Cotton, who sits on the Senate Intelligence and Armed Services Committee, suggested that the virus may have come from China's biological warfare program. That's an extraordinary charge. How do you respond to that? I think it's true that a lot is still unknown. And our scientists, Chinese scientists, American scientists, scientists of other countries, are doing their best to learn more about the virus. But it's very harmful, it's very dangerous to stir up suspicion, rumors, and spread them among the people. For yeah. one thing, this will create panic. Another thing is that it will fend up racial discrimination, xenophobia, all these things that will really harm our joint efforts. Isn't it fascinating? Golly. Because everything he just said has been repeated time and time again by the Democratic Party in the United States of America. Yes, it is. They spread Chinese Communist Party propaganda because they didn't want, the ri want to run the risk of a Republican senator, uh, a secretary of state under a Republican president, and a Republican president himself. They didn't want to run the risk of agreeing with them. So they said, I know, I'm going to word for word repeat what the Chinese government is saying. And... That's just going to be the truth now, moving forward. Yes. Well, I mean, on its own premise of interviewing that person, they lie all the time. Yeah. We know that. The Chinese Communist government, that's what they do. They lie. Well, the, yeah. what Next segment, we're going to put on the head of the cartel down on the southern border. Because the rumor is we have a problem with people coming in illegally. And we're going to ask them... Is that true? And are you actually sending fentanyl across the border? Well, absolutely not. I think it's irresponsible to say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? Right. Not exactly a credible witness there. Holy smokes, man. Well, that but to your point, yeah. David, to just repeat those talking points, yeah. exact, it's exactly what our media did. I can't help but think. Every time I hear Van Camp say tainted pangolas, I just go to soft sell. <laughs> oh, tainted pangolas. Oh, COVID-19. Oh. Might need a little work, but I like right. the spirit of it, I'm Scott. on. To, you I'm, are. I'm trying to revive the career of soft sell. <laughs> Step into 2023. That actually came up over the weekend, playing song pop party on TV. Oh, really? Yes. 
It is. So you know I got it right. Well, of course. I knew the artist. Our brains are loaded with information that can't excel anywhere I else. Know. Right. I know. Um, oh, I did see this from uh, over the weekend. This was Friday night on Tucker's show. Okay. Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. You know, not Julie Roberts. The real Aaron Brockovich has been pretty outspoken on what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio. With... You know, the toxic fumes everywhere, what's gotten into the water, people getting the runaround, it's safe to go back, you're fine, the air's fine, you can drink the water, you can shower with it. Wait a second. No, maybe you can't. Not quite sure. And so she's talking with Tucker, and it comes up where, you know, he asks, Aaron Brockovich, you think there's something going on here that they're not telling the people? You know, is that right? And this is what she said. Yeah, there is. And I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh, come on. We're out here. I went at 44,000 fish are dead. We've seen them. We've seen them out right. here today, aerating the creeks. They're removing stuff. The, the wellheads are locked. What's up? Look, you don't have to go any further, in my opinion, than a 100-year study that we all know the miners did for us. It's called the canary in the mine shaft. Send the canary down there, it dies, might not be good for humans. You have dead fish, might not be good for humans. You have dead animals, might not be good for humans. You've sent a horrible mixed message to this community. Drink the water, don't drink the water. Safe, not safe. It's, it's horribly confusing and extremely frustrating to them. And something actually has gone wrong here. And there's information that has yet to come forward. And the story will continue to unfold. And so then... She's asked, okay, you mentioned the wellheads there, that clip. What do you mean by that, Aaron Brockovich? So, so in the schools, uh, so the children can't drink the fountains, and then yep. on private wells around here, they've got locks on them. So they obviously, uh, uh, come on, if there's yep. no problem, you don't need to lock a, a, a drinking fountain, you don't need to be aerating the system, and... You can explain the way all day long to me that nothing's wrong, but I, I, I see what's going on here. What do you think of that? She said you can't gaslight me. No. Now they're trying to take the toxic waste to other states, not giving the heads up. Some showing up in Wisconsin or Texas. People are like, we're not even getting a heads up this is coming. We don't right. know what's in these you know, shipping containers. Holy smokes. So after that, I'm like, what? Is this, I mean, it looks like a cover-up of something. Is it far worse than what people have thought? Well, that's the fear because, I mean, that that's really uh, been the big question hanging over this whole thing is like, did, did they just completely boot it and now are they trying to go back and change the story yeah. moving forward? And that's certainly what it looks like. Because there's more attention being paid now than ever yeah. to the story with people on the ground and now daily meetings for the people. They ignored it for two weeks. Yeah. So keeping an eye on that one. Jeez. Meanwhile, um, but there was a clip of Biden from an interview that you have, David, from over the weekend. Yeah. Well, uh, Ukraine's president is out there saying, thanks for all the stuff, but I really need fighter jets. All right. It's really never enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Socks Joe, again? <laughs> Joe Biden was asked on ABC if he'll start sending fighter jets over. Okay. Look, we're sending him what our seasoned military thinks he needs now. 
He needs tanks. He needs artillery. He needs air defense, including another HIMARS. There's things he needs What? now that we're sending him to put him in a position to be able to make gains this spring and this summer going into the fall. You don't think he needs F-16s now? No, he doesn't need F-16s now. Is that a never? Look, first of all, the idea <laughs> that... You called it out, Scott. I was going to let it go. <laughs> no, it's, it's always there. <laughs> See, I don't know if everyone picks it up. So we have headphones on. Yeah. I might have to juice the volume. Look, first... That right there. <laughs> What if I could take that little piece, just volume the heck out of it, so and make sure everyone can hear that? I don't know. This might be too loud. We'll see. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Look. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Where's my slippers? <laughs> the idea that... We know exactly what's going to be needed a year, two, three now, but there is no basis upon which there is a rationale, according to our military now, to provide F-16s. But you're not ruling it out. I am ruling it out for now. Okay, certainly not a funny topic at all. No. But once you did that, I'm into Grandpa Simpson mode, and that's all I can hear. I can't hear anything. Else. Well, I, when I go through drive-throughs, my granddaughters, when they were younger, would go do the voice, so I would do it. <laughs> yes, I like you, Big Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Never hear him do that. It just sounds like an 18-year-old basset hound passing a kidney stone. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's the animated cartoon. <laughs> I do the basset hound passing kidney stone. He's going to get him the F-16s later. He's just yeah. not going to do it now. He, doesn't, he wasn't quite clear what that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did you want to bring this to the show, David? Yeah. This song for Zelensky? This is embarrassing. Oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Country music star Brad Paisley put out a song for Ukraine, and it features President Zelensky. And, dude. Come on. Do we have to, you know what we may have to say that though because we may have to yeah, right. we'll we'll get to this in the next ten you minutes. You need to fully embrace the suck yeah. on this one. Yes. Golly. I, I like Brad Paisley I do fine. Too, but it's like what's going on? But man oh man, yeah, you gotta hear this. We will get to that. And much more right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We'll get to this Brad Paisley tribute song to yeah. Ukraine in a second. I saw this story. I didn't see Glenn Youngkin, Virginia governor, on TV over the weekend, but I read about it on Sunday Morning Futures with Fox News host Maria Bartiromo. Talking about, well, there's going to be, you know, this Ford plant maybe coming to Virginia. He says, no. No, no, no. I don't think so. No, this was Ford along with the Chinese Communist Party. Oh. Ah. If you heard that story. Um, because the plant would have been operated by contemporary Amperex technology. And Glenn Youngkin said it would be a Trojan horse structure to gain access to taxpayer incentives. Legislation the Democrats passed, which gives credits to consumers for purchasing electric vehicles. 
Youngkin said this is using taxpayer money to further enrich a Chinese company at the expense of America. It's just not happening in Virginia. This should be an American supply chain that's trusted, not one that's outsourced to the Chinese Communist Party. They'll just have to go somewhere else to make the all-new Ford Wuhan. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Ford's $3.5 billion push for the factory. Wow. You know what, man? There are a lot of people that say all the right things, but then when it comes down to doing it and the money's there, well, we, you know, we got to do this. Can't say no to the money. There's a lot of states that embrace the ideology, so they should go there. Well, that's true. Yeah. Youngkin said uh, Ford and this company were hoping to build a plant, as reported and confirmed by Ford, where Ford would build the building, but a company that is majorly influenced by the Chinese Communist Party was going to operate the plant. Mm. And the employees were going to work for the Chinese Communist Party-controlled company. Not going to do it. Do you like that? You like him saying no? Yeah, I do. I mean... Yeah. It, that's a tough decision, but that's why you elect people to make decisions that hopefully wind up being in the best interest of America. I think, you know, if you want to really talk about America first, and even Joe Biden has tried to trot this out, you know, made in America, this kind of stuff, which, I mean, again, three years ago was xenophobic and hateful. Right. You have to make sure that the people operating uh, whatever plant or construction company or whatever are American as well. Just like the farmland being owned by China. Yeah. Owned. Okay, song. Brad Paisley does a song in tribute of Ukraine and Zelensky. Featuring President Zelensky, and I'm I I am a moderate fan of Brad Paisley and I'm embarrassed for him. Me too. All right, let's hear it. Hi Brad. Hello, Mr. President. Happy to see you. What's the same here in Ukrainian? Taksam. We speak different languages now alive. Okay, so they are just talking at the beginning of the song? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is uh, this is towards the end of the song. Okay, got it. Yes, but I think we appreciate the same things. For our children, our parents, to defend our houses and families. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what is, what has country radio done with that song? Are they playing it? <laughs> I, have I can't no believe idea. they would. But. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, we survived that. What's the biggest story of the day, David? Uh, Biggest story of the day is that uh, the Department of Energy is now saying that, yeah, the coronavirus probably came out of that lab. Yeah. Duh. It's like three years too late for everybody, but all right. Right. So then the question is, what do you do next? Well, if you're under the Biden administration, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. We got to... And he talks to... Xi Jinping all the time. I mean, they're going to work it out together. Okay. They're going to work together. Yeah, Nothing's going to happen. We all know it. It's frustrating. But more on that, we will get to. Plus, Prince Harry is going to unpack his trauma sure. on a pay-per-view live stream. Again? And we'll get to that as well coming up.
Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Action. The Millennial David Van Camp and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. You know what? This is terrible. Uh, right now as a country, the United States, we're smearing China. And I just, for one, <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. That's no. hilarious. Yeah. We're hurting their feelings. Yeah, Not totally. It. So the Department of Energy has come out with another assessment that says that uh, they think it's more likely than not, although they still say low confidence, but that's just jargon, basically saying we don't have the smoking gun for it, that the coronavirus came out of that lab in Wuhan. Anybody with common sense could kind of, I don't know, come to that conclusion without any sort of classified briefing. It seems like we've known it for a while. Yeah. Uh, So... The uh, so an official with China said, "Well, uh, look, uh, you're just trying to smear the country. The origin tracing of SARS-CoV-2 is about science and should not be politicized. China has always supported and participated in global science-based origins tracing. No, they haven't. No, they they really haven't. I mean, they they didn't let the World Health Organization in until what, like a year later. Yes." <laughs> Yeah, well, they wouldn't let anybody in. Which yeah. was ridiculous. A year later, we go back there. Because I'm sure they didn't, nothing got shredded or burned or. Dude, I mean, everybody knew it was gone course. by then. Yeah. Yes. You know what? If you want to go down this road and, you know, I'm not quite sure what's contained in these clips. I just came across it. I was looking back at some lab leak sort of clips. Okay. And I know, well, it. At one point, Trump said that the lab leak was obvious to smart people. Okay, and and that really ticked people off at the time. It was obvious to smart people. That's where it came from. I have no doubt about it. I had no doubt about it. Uh, I was criticized by the press because China has a lot of people taken care of. They took care of Hunter. They took care of Joe. They took care of everybody, didn't they? And people didn't want to say China. Yeah, that was in May of 2021. Now, if you remember, and you had put together a montage at the time, David, that that lab leak theory had been debunked. Right. Of course. Okay. One of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory. He may pick up the conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. We know that it's been debunked. Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum. To try and foment xenophobia. This is just another example of, of the president trying to change the narrative from his own failings. Okay. Now, that's when Europe was basically coming out and saying in their newspapers, this came from the lab. Yeah. Okay. And then it came out that all these scientists felt like it came from the lab. And then you had Fauci and Francis Collins, director of the NIH at the time, say, oh, we got to do something about this narrative fast. And all of a sudden, you had these scientists do a 180 in a weekend saying, oh, you know what? On second thought, it didn't come from the lab. Interesting. Remember the crazy story came from our military's MREs? Well, that's that one what, was flo- floated out there for a while? From China. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they, they're... That's I what mean, I mean, yeah. It takes a lot of gall for them to say, well, we don't want to politic- uh, politicize this, even though they blamed U.S. military and they blamed tainted seafood from, like, Spain or Italy Spain. or something. Yes. Frozen yeah. food, yeah. 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 Dude, and then I remember this. Okay, when it was like a common sense thing and more of the information was coming out. And John Stewart, before he completely lost his mind, 
went on Stephen Colbert's show. And do you remember the exchange, how this went? Yeah, because Colbert was taking off. He was, he was back on his heels. Yes, he didn't yeah. like it. No. What, 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 what do you mean by that? Do you mean like well, so this, perhaps this, this, there was a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. So wait a minute. You work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So you remember that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then Colbert. Oh, oh, yeah. It could be possible that they have the lab in Wuhan to study the novel coronavirus diseases because in Wuhan, there are a lot of novel coronavirus diseases because of the bat population sure, no, there. I understand. It's it, like the same. It's like, a wait local a specialty, and it's the only place to find bats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they got into it. It's hilarious. Well, the Looking good soldier that Colbert was. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Sickening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I don't think a lot of us are surprised by this, but maybe some other people will wake up. We'll see. Meanwhile, um, someone's excited about Joe Biden running for office again. Yeah, that would be Dr. First Lady Dr. Uh, Jill Biden. Oh, boy. Yeah. She was asked on CNN whether or not uh, Joe is going to run for re-election, and this is what Dr. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden had to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) You really worked that in there well. Good job, man. Your husband was asked in an interview if he was running, and he joked that he had to call you to find out. Was this recently? It was recently. (laughs) I must have missed it. So we're going to the source. Uh (laughs) Where do things stand? When's an announcement coming? Well, he said he intends to run. Um, So nothing's been planned yet. I think, you know, he's been so busy with... um, being in Ukraine, uh, mm. handling some of the crises at home. Ignoring train uh, wrecks, yeah. So I, I think, you know, he's not, he's putting that first. He's putting America's business before he's putting his own. <laughs> Hold on, there's more to that clip. What a great patriot he is. So instead of, listen, uh, we'll talk to each other, but it's going to be his decision. It's not up to me. That's how most people, I think, would answer that question. Yeah. Unless you're really the one in charge. Well, yeah. <laughs> and she loves this. I mean, it, uh, I need to change her title from Dr. First Lady Dr. Joe Biden to Dr. First Lady Jill Biden RN. Yeah. Yeah. She'll make she'll make a decision for Joe when she gets back from her vacation with Fetterman's wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but has the decision been made amongst the family that he's going to run? Well, it's Joe's really, it's Joe's decision. Is there any chance at this point that he's not going to run? Uh, Not in my book. (laughs) You're all for it. I'm all for it, of course. So you don't see any slippage. You don't see any. I guess if you didn't see it three, four years ago, why would you see it now? Of course. Shouldn't be surprised. Meanwhile... 
Prince Harry back in the news because he's going to unpack his trauma, David? Yeah, he's going to <laughs> he's going to unpack his trauma on a pay-per-view live stream on Saturday with a therapist who uh, is named Gabor Mate. They're going to have an intimate conversation. <laughs> For just $33.99, you can get in on this, and you might have the opportunity to ask them a question. Now, now the therapist is actually or has been in hot water with the Canadian government because he prescribes hallucinogens to people. Really? Yeah. So this guy, again, is going... this. Prince Harry is unpacking his trauma with a dude who hands out hallucinogens to people. Wow. Now, I don't think he's going to be under the influence of hallucinogens. If he were, I would pay the $33.99. I'm just being honest. I would absolutely pay to watch Prince Harry trip and cry about his horrible, horrible wife. Man... See, I got to tell you, I'm just cheap enough. I wouldn't spend the dough, but I'd be looking on Twitter hoping that someone would pirate it and then show some clips, like the best stuff mm-hmm. that I could see. You look exasperated, oh, Scott. I am at this guy. Yeah. No? Grew up in royalty. Yeah. He never worked a day in his life. Well, I guess he did a stint with the military, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'll yeah. give him that. You know, get, finds a climber, marries her. <laughs> In a yes. world full of climbers, he chose that one. That's yeah. gonna that has absolutely destroyed any possibility of reconciliation with his family. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. horrible people. Yeah, I'm with David. Just he horrible. said it a long time ago. Thirty three dollars to hear him whine and complain and cry yeah. about how awful life is. Hey, shut up! <laughs> right, and remember, he just wants his privacy. Yes, and he Always. just wants. Uh, I mean, what are we going on now? Like four years of the Please Respect My Privacy Tour? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's all South he wants. Park, South Park nailed it. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, respect our privacy. But here we are out well, totally, prostituting ourselves again. Totally different story, but within the family, word is King Charles can't get anybody good to perform at his coronation. This is a problem. Oh, boy. Because people have turned on the royals because mm-hmm. of Meghan and Harry. So they ask Elton John, now, how about Spice Girls? Spice Girls, what are they doing? Spice Girls? No, they're not interested in uh, in playing for the coronation. Harry Styles, heck to the no. Heck no, he's not going well, to. I, I think it's time for an Oasis reunion. Oh, dude. No, I'd be interested in that, for sure. Ed Sheeran, no. Adele? No, not interested. So everyone said, well, it's scheduling conflict. Hey, love yeah. to, but you just can't do it. Oh, really? <laughs> Except Adele did not give a reason. <clears throat> so according to this story, I think it was TMZ, biggest acts they've booked so far, Lionel Richie. He'll do it. Um, the former British boy band Take That. Oh, gosh. Mm. Wow. Do, are you familiar with them? I played a song of theirs that was a big, really? was a big top 40 hit, yeah. Like in the mid-90s or something? Yeah, Back to Good was the name of it. Yeah. Okay. That would be like your Oasis. No, it's not my Oasis. <laughs> While we at Rock Radio were playing Oasis, you were playing Take Somebody that. in that band went on to a decent solo career, but I don't remember who it was. So Robbie Williams? Oh, that's right. There you go. Thank you for that, Rock Guy. I know it because I'm reading it oh, off okay. this page. I, right. don't, I had no idea. 
And then some somebody called or a band of Ollie Murs. Don't know. I there's one that got added today. Did you see that? No. Marshall Tucker. <laughs> see, I, knew, I wasn't my man. I knew something was coming. <laughs> Can't you see? Earning in love. No. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Much more to get to. Telehealth. Remember when telehealth was getting really popular and people were like, this is great. Uh-oh. They're going to be cracking down now. We'll tell you why. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So I'm seeing <laughs> a couple of different stories going on right now. There's one where the House Oversight Committee uh, Chair James Comer is saying, hey, Treasury Department, where's all this stuff on Biden's family deals we've been wanting? We want the information. You're stalling oh. here. Oh, I, this isn't in good faith. Oh, the Treasury Secretary's been busy. You know, she made a... Uh... A trip over to Ukraine. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Good night. She did. Meanwhile, the Washington Free Beacon porting a dude by the name of Gal Luft. You ever heard of him? No. A think tank executive. That's why I have it. There you go. Used to represent a Chinese energy corporation that basically served as a front for the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, yeah? Reportedly paid Hunter Biden millions of dollars. Nah. Well, he was an expert in his field. Sure. Well, this dude, this Luft dude, is in a bit of trouble right now because he was in a re- he was arrested in Cyprus earlier this month on charges that he what illegally sold weapons to China and Libya. But he claims that he provided information about the Biden's business dealings to the FBI in 2019, and now the Biden administration is trying to punish him for it. So his attorney is saying that Luft is going to start naming names soon. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Woo! He's naming names. And that's the thing. So you got excited. As soon as I said that, Scott. Yeah. We'll start alphabetically. Hunter before Joe. And then I think to myself, we've had Americans testify to this yeah. <laughs> already, and nothing was done. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. Bobolinsky, anybody? I got to mm-hmm. believe something's going to happen. I think it runs deep, man. No, nah, nothing's going to happen. Gosh dang. I'll just cut to the end of the story. Nothing will happen. At some point in time. Nope. I think it will, but I don't know how long it's going to yeah. take. But you got to have hope, man. No. Things get found out sooner or later. I mean, they usually do. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to matter. Golly. <laughs> I won't take I it. I, 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 can't, I can't buy into that either. Something's got to happen. Nope. I, yeah. No, it doesn't. Gosh, yes, it does. I, well, that's, We're that, just going to go middle school. Yes, it does. That, no, that, it does. That, that, that's, that's the neat part <laughs> about, uh, about a lifetime in politics. You know where a lot of bodies are buried. Yeah. And so... Somebody's got to pick up that story. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news. I'll give you the good news. More people are finding out the truth. Mm-hmm. And that will be effective. So that's a good thing. I'm just going to rule on that. Telehealth. When people started saying, hey, I don't even have to go to the doctor. I just get my drugs by doing the telehealth thing. This is great. Yeah. Well, the, well, not so great right now. Yeah, the Biden administration is looking at reining in 
uh, telehealth prescription writing. And really, it's just going back to a longstanding rule uh, that got waived during the pandemic because, you know, people either couldn't or didn't want to go to a doctor's office, actually. So in order to get a prescription for uh, some ADHD medications, some antidepressants, opioids, you have to go to the doctor at least once. You have Mm -hmm. to go see the doctor at least once. You can't get it. Uh, just all via Zoom or a conference call or something like that. And part of it's because, well, this has fueled the opioid crisis. Uh, And also, because a lot of people have suddenly gotten uh, diagnosed over the phone with ADHD, massive shortages of Adderall, Ritalin, uh, really? I hadn't heard about that. Some, I neither. Some antidepressants as well. Yeah, as an ADDer, just let me say this. Okay, all you fakies out there that are just taking it for your performance enhancers, some of us need the drugs, and we can't get it. I'm driving all over town to my different dealers. I mean, pharmacies, and everybody's out. Yeah, I've gotten used to the entire Living Strings catalog while you were on hold while that music was being played in the background. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It was. I finally got a script last week. Um, and I took the last one they had at that particular pharmacy. It's crazy. The shortages are all over the place. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Cam and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Fresh audio from David Van Camp. Yeah. What's going on here? Uh, Kamala Harris doing an event and apparently gave a a public service announcement. What? I look so forward to these. I can't tell you how happy I am right now. Yeah. She was talking about a federal program for uh, getting assistance for Internet access. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program. Okay. And for some reason, she couldn't stop laughing while talking. This is bizarre, man. It's a weird tick that she has. She's in front of a bunch of young, uh, young women who are all looking extremely confused by the cackling in front of them. Okay. So I just want to make sure that I have this straight. She's reading a PSA that I guess would be recorded? No, it's, uh, it, it was at an event. She's giving a speech, okay. and then she was like, oh. oh, I need to let you know. Here's the website that you need to go to if you want to get cheaper internet access. Oh, got it. All right, so this is an actual speech. Yeah. All right, roll it. I want to just now do a public service announcement, and I need all the leaders here to help me, okay? To check if you qualify for the ACP. Look at your neighbor. (laughs) To check if you qualify, go to getinternet.gov. To check if you qualify, go to internet.gov is there some sort of context we're missing no with the laughter well i'm not really even sure what website i'm supposed to go to is it get internet.gov or internet.gov and am i getting internet there if i don't have internet how can i <laughs> well that's where you go to the mcdonald's you see okay got it joe biden and kamala harris that love confused talking me at him. first yeah that that laugh thing is i don't even know qualify what it... for the acp look at your neighbor <laughs> 
objective. Is that funny? <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Okay. If you qualify, go to getinternet.gov. Getinternet.gov. Check if you qualify. All right. Go to internet.gov. Yeah, that's confusing. Just another day, though. Mm-hmm. It's just what I guess it's nerves that does that. Well, that's a person who is because I've looked at old audio or old video of, of speeches on the campaign trail. and I don't remember her doing that really until she ran for president. And then it really picked up when she became the vice president. Uh, and I think this is a person who is obviously in over her head. Yeah, ex- there, you it, go. It, there. There's a lot of insecurity there. Okay. You know, I'm trying to understand. I mean, that's a serious situation. You don't want all of a sudden a a case of where you're laughing and can't control it to happen there, but it happens a lot. You just have not seen that with too many vice presidents before. And I already know that if you call out stuff like that, you're going to be called sexist, racist, whatever. But my goodness, man, this is embarrassing. And you know that she's got coaching. We've seen the reports. Yeah, They're bringing in special coaches to help her do better at this. Okay. We know the laughing had to be addressed. But now it can't stop. I don't know. It's like top of mind. I guess it's like that mental thing as a golfer. Yeah. You don't say, okay, don't drive it in the water, because then your body is going to make you drive it in the water. Right. <laughs> you just say, here's where I want to go, and that just happens to be away from where the water is. Well, really, This someone... would be her almost thinking, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't do it, okay, don't do it. <laughs> and then she does. Really, someone needs to be coaching about negative self-talk versus positive or affirming self-talk. <sighs> just Listen, like man. you said, you know, don't say, don't laugh say keep it together by the way before we move on for 2023 so far how am i doing with the negative self-talk terribly. have i improved over what you're doing terribly worse than last year yeah okay it's been pretty bad well if i didn't suck sometimes maybe it wouldn't <laughs> be so bad okay when anyway. we walk out every day you're like well i suck today well and you can't right. listen to yourself, ever. Yeah, I don't like you, to hear myself. No, yeah. no. But you guys are there to pick it up every day, and I appreciate it. Oh, jeez. What? Okay, please. let's just move on. Please, please. I okay. Just, I think if you have an infectious laugh, too. Yeah. Like, you know, you've had relatives that have, like, infectious. They laugh. You, everybody laughs because they, they have that infectious sort of laugh that brings you in. Yes. That's, Not like nails on a chalkboard laugh. No, that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. Okay. David, you mentioned earlier you thought biggest story of the day is the COVID lab leak? Yeah, well, the, that you can say is confirmed or thought to be real by the Energy Department, yeah, and the FBI, and pretty much anybody around the world except liberals in America. Yeah, pretty much the only holdouts, just that they control so much of the media and big tech. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you, anyone see Jonathan Turley's piece on this I in did. the New York Post? Yeah. Man, oh man. And he did. I think he nailed it when he said, for his part, the most alarming alarming aspect. See, I suck. I just need to quit. <laughs> My advice to myself, take two weeks off and then just quit. How's that for self-talk? No, what he said was, 
the most alarming aspect was the censorship, not the science. Because as we know, science, that's an ongoing debate. But it got shut down by the powers that be. Online, anywhere. And Fauci and Francis Collins made sure of that at the time. And so as we have all these experts now that are willing to say, yeah, pretty much came from a lab, what are we going to do about it? Is someone going to ask the press secretary today? Someone going to ask Biden? Oh, so, all right, based on this information, what are we going to do now? Yeah, I'm sure somebody will. And, you know, I've, I've heard some people trying to argue, well, what difference does it make if it came out of that lab versus if it was a uh, natural thing? What would be the big deal? Let's say, look, we know for a fact that China was trying to cover up that they had a problem on their hands. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, if it's natural or a lab leak, that doesn't change, right? It, they covered it up. They tried to cover it up and not ask the world for help and not let anybody know what was going on. We know that. But if it came out of that lab and their own recklessness was behind the effort to cover it up, Mm -hmm. then as far as I'm concerned, they've unleashed. Uh, they, As far as I'm concerned, in my mind, it makes no difference whether they did it on purpose or not. You did it. Right. It's your fault. And covered it up. If it, if it comes out of the wet market, in other words, it's like, okay, well, yeah, they were trying to be secretive, but they didn't know what they had. Okay. I think it's wrong. But, yeah, coming out of that lab, when you know where Ground Zero was and you didn't do anything to stop it and you didn't give anybody a heads up, I mean, you're absolutely responsible now for this pandemic that's killed millions. You declared war on the world. That's so maddening because there's so many facets to it. And what this did to certain families who would oh. argue this stuff. And people would try to say, no, it came from the lab. You didn't see what happened in Europe. You didn't see this. No, you're, you're just buying into Trump's debunk theories. Like, no, that's not what it is. Nope. And last thing I'll say on it for now, The Lancet. And I remember, David, you talking about The Lancet, highly regarded. Yeah. You could trust The Lancet. Yeah. You can't trust it anymore. No, you can't. Because a lot of those scientists backed Fauci and Collins and did a 180 on their thoughts of what really happened with that virus and published it. And that's just sad. But at least we know the truth. How many lives were destroyed? Oh, my gosh. I mean, how many suicides... How many people died of other diseases because they couldn't get care? Again, we can keep think going. about this. Dude, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya was just talking the other day about we won't know no. for another 10 years because people are still dying because of it Yeah, and the lockdowns. See what happened with our kids. Ugh. Golly. Okay. Let's go on to Black Lives Matter. You have an update, David. Well, yeah. Well, it has to do with Representative Cory Bush, a far-left member of the United States House of Representatives. She uh, is something. Remember, she was one of the biggest advocates for defunding the police. And a couple years ago, it came out that she was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on private security. So people naturally had questions. Hey, why do you deserve uh, protection? And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve protection. But, but the question was, why do you deserve special attention while you're saying that your constituents do not deserve to have a police force? Correct. And she said, well, you just want me to get killed. And yes, defund the police has to happen. Well, now it's come out that she married one of her bodyguards. God, who married that? Now, the interesting... 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, the other interesting part is that I mean, her campaign has funneled tens of thousands of dollars to him. And now course, they're married man. and you're well, like, I okay, answered my own question, didn't I? Yeah, this is a scam. They they're basically this is a nice little way of laundering money now through your husband to your own bank account. Wow. Or at least that's what it looks like. Unbelievable, these people. All that money gone. And for her defunding the police, she even had the Democrats saying, hey, you got to back off that. She wouldn't do it. Finally, nope. she got the order. And she said, can we just move on from the word defund? Okay. Good update there. And then there is a story of a toddler. Is this uplifting? Please say yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it okay. is. Uh, toddler helped cops in Kentucky find a fugitive. So sheriff's deputies Whoa. went to a home in Williamsburg, Kentucky, looking for yeah. a woman named Tina Hicks. Yeah, okay. she was wanted on meth charges, some other outstanding warrants. Uh, and when the deputies got there, well, none of the adults knew where she was. I don't, I don't know where she is. I, I don't know what to tell you, uh, deputy. Okay. Uh, well, little boy stands up, put his hands on his hips, and said, it's good to be honest. We shouldn't lie. And yes. then he said... Hey, the lady's hiding in a room next to the bathroom in this house. <laughs> and he ratted her out. Yes. Now, they are saying that he uh, he doesn't live in that home. And they say okay. there's no sign of abuse or anything like that. So, presumably, the child is safe after ratting out this lady. Wow. Gee whiz. See, it's good to be honest with what he said. Have him run for office. That would be good. Oh, I'll destroy him. He'll be, he'll be a liar in two weeks. <laughs> All right, there's a lot more to get to. Did you hear this question being asked in a survey? Is it okay to be white? And how people answered? Oh, gosh. The end of this story is the dude that created Dilbert has been fired from several newspapers. This is a wild story. We'll get to and much more straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you saw the Rasmussen poll. It was out uh, about a week ago. One of the questions was, is it okay to be white? And one of the reasons they asked the question is because, you know, in a lot of universities, they're teaching it's not okay to be white. You're racist automatically just by birth. So they wanted to take the temperature of Americans. Okay. So then it's, you know... Look at overall. Yeah, it's okay to be white for the most part. Some people are unsure. Then you look at people identifying as black. How did they answer the question? 53% said, yes, it's okay to be white. 47% unable to say they agree. Okay, that's alarming to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A part of that was, and I forget the actual number, somewhere around maybe 22% saying not sure, but the others, no, it's not okay. And so Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, and he's got a podcast, he was joking, but he was also making a point, saying, man, that that could be considered a hate group. And I'm paraphrasing what he said. But part of his comment was, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is just get the bleep away from black people. Just get away. 
you know, wherever you go, just get away because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. So I don't think it makes any sense as a white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. doesn't make sense. There's no longer a rational impulse. So I'm going to back off. He's canceled everywhere. <laughs> the Dilbert cartoon. I don't know if you've seen that news. Yeah, I have, actually. And so, now having listened to his podcast before, he likes to stir it up, in my opinion. I don't think he would identify as a provocateur, but I would say, yeah, that's that's probably accurate. You say things certainly to get attention. Um, but he said when he put it out there, no one disagreed that if there is a group of people that half of a group of people say they don't think it's okay that you're even the color of your skin, they don't like you, that it would be good advice to stay away from those people. It's like if you just look at it like that, well, that sort of makes sense. So as he's being canceled, he sets up an interview, I don't know who set it up first, with Hotep Jesus, who is a black American. I haven't listened to Hotep Jesus' stuff before. I've seen him quoted, but I listened to part of the podcast with the two of them together. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fascinating. And I know we only have so much time, but I can play you a clip or two. Sure. Um, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way. People that were commenting after, I mean, one after another, this is so refreshing to hear two people just have a conversation. White guy and a black guy, mm -hmm. just being real. This is part of what Adams was saying um, as far as this. Of course, he thought about the comment before he made it. Really? Do you think that happened? Do you, do you think that I went on you know, a live stream and said, stay away from black people, every one of them. There's no exceptions. Whatever you do, just ask yourself, do, was there any thinking behind it? Yeah, was, was there maybe a, a why to that that you haven't heard yet? If you heard it in context, would you disagree with it? And the answer is, I haven't seen anybody disagree. So I have, I have seen... I have seen disagreement. I don't see anybody disagreeing with you should avoid any groups of people who are likely to have negative opinions about you on average. Right? Yep. And so they go on with the conversation. And again, because of time, can't get into too much. But they were having a real conversation about racism, about systemic racism. You know, what is there to it? What about black people not being able to get ahead and what are the reasons for that and they've had a lot of common ground on stuff which i thought was actually pretty refreshing you know well i, I just wonder what is it that scott adams actually said that's all that different than what we've already seen in left culture anyway I exactly mean, you have you have you know activists wanting black only graduation ceremonies and living arrangements because they're not safe around white people is what they say he said the media and the people in charge have made us not trust one another, and this is what we get, and I'm holding a mirror up to it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David? Uh, probably that the Department of Energy joins the list of agencies both in the United States and abroad who think that the coronavirus came out of that lab in Wuhan. Hmm. Weird. I don't have any access to classified materials. I've never been to Joe Biden's house. Uh, but I, huh. I could have figured that out, you know, without. Yes. 
when did the inter- when did the energy department become a misinformation vessel? Huh? <laughs> Somebody talked to DC hot grandma. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm guessing there are a lot of people it. today that are going to be hoping for an apology that they're never going to get. Going to get it. No. no, no. We got a news update to get to, and then Scott Robbins, you got your top three of the day. I do. It's a big weekend. Looking forward to that. The trifecta straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I like this. So the Department of Energy has a new assessment that says that uh, very, well, they, they say low confidence, which means they don't have the smoking gun proof. But, yeah, they're pretty sure that the coronavirus came out of that lab in Wuhan. Yeah, Welcome was to a, the party, pal. Uh-huh, very interesting. So I, I do wonder if anybody's going to go back and correct the record. Because they said this was widely debunked. This was just a conspiracy theory. This was Trump trying to uh, pass the blame onto somebody else. And it was racist, by the way. They, you know, this horrible racist thing. It's racist <laughs> to say that it came out of this research facility. It's not racist to say it's because Chinese people eat bats. Correct. Got it. Uh, anyway, uh, here's let, let's take another trip in the Wayback Machine. Drew Griffin from CNN, April 6th of 2020, talking about the COVID origins. And then there's this theory, widely debunked. This paper from two Chinese researchers that says it is plausible that the virus leaked accidentally from one of two labs near the Wuhan seafood market. After an uproar and heated denials by the Chinese government, one of the authors told the Wall Street Journal the paper had been withdrawn because it was not supported by direct proofs. Experienced virus hunters Dashik and Cunningham say the theory is bunk. Yeah, Peter Dashik, by the way, is right. a guy with EcoHealth Alliance who was responsible for bringing bags of money over to that lab in Wuhan. Hmm. Weird. You know... These people should be embarrassed. You know, the kid that wrote the piece, he's still actually in medical school. He's out of Texas. And this went viral a few weeks ago saying we got to own our stuff here when it came to masks, coronavirus, the whole thing. Okay, we got it wrong. We lost the trust of people. We got to come clean on this so we can all move forward. And I thought he really had a great point. That's what the media needs to do right now. They won't do it. We know that. They'll just pretend like it never happened and everybody had amnesia and forgot. And we'll just start speaking the truth now, I guess. It's very frustrating, though. Well, it is. Why do you call it the China virus? Yeah, that's the clip I thought of when I heard it. Because it comes from China. China. But that was xenophobic. Oh, yeah, they went nuts when Trump said that, yeah. What does that sound like now in context, I wonder? I wonder. Why do you 
keep calling this the Chinese virus. There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from it's China. Racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. <laughs> I like that. One of my favorites, yeah. Experts are telling us that ethnicity has nothing to do with the virus. Nobody said it did. No. And those reports that she was talking about, I don't know if they ever came out with the reports of people being discriminated against. Mm -hmm. Because there's been so many of those stories over the last five to ten years that never happened. It's just a load. What else did Trump say? That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. Please. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How is that racist? It never was racist. But again, that was a talking point that was first put out there by the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. And that's what our media ran with. Yep. They hated Trump so much they were willing to take the side. I'll never forget the CNN article. Wow. From in 2020, where they uh, they were talking about how well positioned the Chinese Navy was to head off any coronavirus outbreaks because of things that they'd done that our Navy didn't do. And I, I checked on the source of it, and I'm like, well, where, did, where are you getting this from? It was literally a press release that they copied and pasted from the Chinese government. Dude. That's beyond belief. Yeah, it was word for word. The what what the the communist government put out there and they ran it as a news story because apparently that was to own Trump or something. Or maybe China is that far infiltrated into right. the media. I know it certainly has tentacles, but how much we're not quite sure. But in in so much of American life, companies, universities, Wow. All right, Robin, you ready for yeah, your let's victory? Let's roll, man. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Every day at this time, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, man, where were you this weekend? I thought you were coming by. Say it again. I said I thought you were coming by this weekend. What happened? Where were you? You said, didn't you tell me you were going to? I ain't going to stand for it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Three. I think he's just ready to go, man. Yeah, he's a pro. Uh, Number three, uh, there was a lot of online chatter last week and warnings from the FBI. This was trending on Twitter about some day of hate. It was supposedly some neo-Nazi thing. A but neo-Nazi it, thing. Yeah, but it was invented by the Anti-Defamation League working with the FBI. Yeah, invented the whole thing. The Day of Hate was supposed to be Saturday. Or the I neo- saw a news report later on Friday. I'm right. like, I, what are you talking about? The neo-Nazis and the white supremacists were all going to get together, and all hell was going to break loose. Be on guard. Well, it didn't happen. Why? Nothing happened. Well, because it's fake. It was never going to happen. <laughs> they threw it out there, and the idiots just ate it up and went with it. Okay. Now, I like this one. One of, one of, the, uh, one of the great far-left liberals uh, tweeted out, Oh, the day of hate. People got scared off by the resolve people. 
<laughs> Obviously, they were totally going to do it, yeah. but they didn't do it. No, right. but you know what this was, though, right? I mean, this this was a fishing expedition. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, they put this out there. They're They're hoping that some idiot somewhere is going to take the bait on it, and then they can arrest them, charge them. For some sort of conspiracy, even though they concocted the whole thing. Yeah, it was all fake. Yeah. yeah. Matt is this Walsh. still the number one threat to the American people? Uh, that's, that's what they say. <laughs> what they say. <laughs> Matt Walsh tweeted out, feeling bad for the feds this morning. They planned a whole national day of hate yesterday. Nobody showed up. <laughs> that is pretty good. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Day of Scott eight. Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day up to number two. Uh, number two, uh, the movie Cocaine Bear came out on Friday, and apparently, what you're telling me, there somebody's going to make Meth Gator. Meth Gator is coming out this summer. Remember the story in Tennessee in like 2019, where people were allegedly flushing meth down the toilet when they got busted, and it was going into the streams, and therefore affecting the wildlife. And somebody said, "Wow, if that happens with gators, who knows what could happen?" So this is some crappy movie company that's going to make a movie? Yeah, with the success of Cocaine Bear, they decided to go with Meth Gator. Now, the problem with this is I've seen the movie poster. I don't believe any of it because the gator's got teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You know if it was a meth gator, they'd be toothless, right? Yeah. And apparently, David, they're they're not stopping there. Opium Fruit Bat is coming soon. (laughs) Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day. On a roll, baby. One. A Democratic lawmaker in Illinois is pushing a bill that would require stores, I guess, in Chicago to have armed guards. Yeah, it would be part of the law. Thaddeus Jones, Democrat, really, out of Chicago, introduced the Armed Security Protection Act. Past establishments like banks, gas stations, grocery stores, and pawn shops, if you own one, you would be forced to employ at least one armed guard to protect your business during operating hours. They're not thinking it's a ludicrous bill, said one of the store owners. First of all, the liability of having an armed guard here is out of sight. (laughs) Can you imagine? This guy busts ahead. They get sued. If yeah. they get insurance at all. Yeah, but the city doesn't get sued. So That's true. Wow. Also, he said, who's going to pay for this? If you hire an armed guard to work to, you know, whenever your business is open and operating, you have to pass that cost on your consumers, of course, when the prices go up. You know, I, I just think what they need to do is uh, ultimately just make it easier for law-abiding citizens to conceal carry. Then you, don't have, then you have an armed guard built in. Well, and the other argument here, David, and I agree with you, but the other argument is these people who own stores that aren't robbed and don't live in neighborhoods where they get knocked off all the time or people right. get beat. Like, why do I have to hire a security guard? Right. You're going to force all of us to do it? Man, oh, man. We're not going to do it. You know, in some ways, this is completely unrelated, but it does remind me of Buckhead outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Where they're trying to pretty much make it their own city. Yeah. When they do that, because their tax dollars are going to be enough that they'll fund the police. Their own police. Oh, well-funded. Yeah. And then you wonder, okay, if there are certain neighborhoods that can afford to hire their own security, when does that start? Because, And that's the thing, man. Yeah. If you are dirt poor, obviously you can't afford security. But the left has done everything to defund the police to keep those neighborhoods safe. So it's going to, in the end, very possibly benefit the people that have money because they're not going to go without police. They're not going to go without security. No, they're not. If you, who would if you have the means? That's right. 
Wow. That's something they keep reelecting the it. same people over and over and over again. Who say they care. And same results over and over and over again. And they're going to be representing you. Yeah. And things just get worse and worse. Yep. And that is the Scott Robbins trifecta. Well done. Thank you. All right. David Van Camp has another news update. And, man, for Nimrod's in the news, would you believe that you could go and say, you know what? I lost the keys to this truck. I'm going to have to have a locksmith make a new key. And you show no ID and get it done? Whoa. (laughs) It's all coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, we got a news update one way or another. Which one do you want to go with, David? I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you the top line of it. We're going to have to go into it in more depth tomorrow. Okay. The failing New York Times has just published a uh, story about, uh, well, what happens to a lot of these kids who show up at the southern border unaccompanied? Well, right now, there's an immense amount of pressure for Health and Human Services to release these unaccompanied minors as soon as possible. After all, you don't want kids in cages! <laughs> so now, they are sending a majority of minors caught at the border to people that they don't know. You're not talking about family members. You're not. Whoa. You're talking about, like, friend of the family, maybe. maybe. And guess where they're winding up? They're Where? winding up working at meat packing facilities. They're winding up doing 12-hour shifts at the age of 12 or 13. My gosh. In numbers that we have never seen in this country in terms of just an actual like migrant crisis, obviously, before child labor laws. Yeah, there, there are more than that. But, um, and a lot of companies are just kind of turning a blind eye. Yeah, hard to get help these days. And this is what I've been talking about when we when we say yes, they want to change you know the demographic in order to try to keep some semblance of power. But even if they don't wind up having illegal immigrants able to vote or, or pathway to citizenship, the benefit is that you've got large corporations who get super cheap labor, and those same corporations spend a lot of money lobbying members of Congress, other elected officials, uh, to and look that's the both other sides. Way. Absolutely, it's both sides. You've oh. heard me say it, I don't know how many times, when we were talking about this in 2004, 5, 6, illegal immigration. And it was a blind eye, both parties. Because Republicans could have done something about it at the time. They didn't want to because <laughs> there were too many companies giving money to campaigns saying they wanted cheap labor. And, you know, it's the same song and dance. We're going to hold people accountable. No, I hope this time you've got companies that are having 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds working 12-hour days. You, dude, There's not a fine that's big enough for that. That should be jail time for somebody. Yeah. That's got to stop. Yeah, only a third of migrant children, as far as we know, are going to their parents, actually, in the United States. But, I mean, this is why you can't have illegal immigration and you can't have open borders. 
Dang, man. Well, they're not open. They're closed. I've heard that. Okay. All right. My update. I just saw this at Daily Wire. Dr. Anthony Fauci is offering a defense of Chinese officials on today's big story about how, yes, the Department of Energy has said, and the Wall Street Journal had the story, (laughs) coronavirus came out of the Wuhan lab. Fauci says, well, here's the thing. Um, A lot of China's critics are to blame for this, saying the only way we'll know if China opens up and we get American scientists, Canadian scientists, Australian scientists to go there and do the kind of surveillance in the wild. This was an interview with Boston Globe. The problem is they've attacked the Chinese so badly. The Chinese authorities act suspicious, even when they have nothing to hide. Oh, my gosh. Are you freaking kidding me? When does that guy have to answer the questions? Hopefully soon. Under oath. Holy cow, man. All right, with that. <laughs> Anybody ready for Nimrods of the News? Yeah, yeah, I the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's maddening, too, to be honest, but you'll understand. Roll it up. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Uh, this out of your hometown of Houston, David. A couple of thieves came up with a plan. They go to an airport parking lot, pick out a nice ride, claim they lost their IDs, have a locksmith rekey the vehicle, and then steal it. And it worked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> man named Sean Coffey flew back home from a business trip only to find his F-350 truck. That's a nice truck. Gone from the park fast and relaxed parking lot near the airport in Houston. Park fast and relax. We got you. Employees said, ah, misunderstanding. Uh, a couple said the truck was theirs. They needed to have it rekeyed. So a locksmith was called, and after three hours, they drove off with the truck. Gosh, dang. Well, did they have IDs? No. Uh, of course, no keys. Parking tickets? Anything that could prove who they were or that it was their truck? Nope. Wow. Good news is Sean got his truck back. Police say it turned up during an incident at a nearby hotel. Holy smokes. It's like, that can't work, right? No. It actually worked. And that's Nimrod's in the news.